Hello, Mr. Steige. So today I'll be talking about the Mental Game Skills for Success project. Alright, so let's get started. Okay, so starting with the first question, how important are individual attitudes and confidence in relation to the success of a team? I think that individual attitude is is really a key component in every team. And, you know, we talk about how we're supposed to function as a team, but also to like the individual level, everybody is different. Everybody has their own um, skill set and attitude toward the game and how they approach the game. So I really think it's important for everybody to have their own unique sets of skills, which they can represent to a team. And so when combined, it makes for an even stronger and better team. And in terms of confidence, I think that everybody needs to have their own self-confidence, especially like we were watching the Kobe Bryant uh, video on leadership during class. It talks about how a good leader has vision and he also has self-confidence. Because once you have self-confidence, you can portray it onto other teammates, which I think is really important, not just for a leader, just for any other, any teammate or any other athlete, individual, and so on. So I believe that in general, both our very attitude and confidence towards the success of the team is very important since individual, uh, those individual attitudes and that self-confidence that each player has attribute to the betterment of the team. So moving on to question number two, where does motivation come from? Why do you think people are motivated differently and how does this impact teams? So starting with where does motivation come from? I believe, well, we discussed in class mostly that motivation comes from either intrinsic or extrinsic fact, extrinsic factors, which um, play out much different. You can def- play out much differently in a game. You can definitely tell when someone, what kind of motivation someone uses based on how the way they play and how sometimes how serious they take the game. So if someone is more intrinsically motivated, I like to think that they'll be a much better addition to the team since they're doing it out of their own enjoyment and so they're probably going to give it more effort than let's say someone who was extrinsically motivated where uh, they were just looking to win some money from this from if they win this game so it's it's sort of a different mindset and then if you're going into a game with the motivation of an intrinsic motivation such as like just self-enjoyment and getting better it doesn't matter whether you win or lose it's it doesn't create those uh, atmospheres of where teammates get get down on themselves just because they lost the game whereas if they were like extrinsically motivated so let's say if if only they won they would have gotten this amount of sum of sum of money or they would have gotten these prizes then it's a different story because then if they lose, it would affect them much more deeply. So motivation really comes from the individual themselves and how their environment has been brought up and where they navigate 
may navigate towards the spectrum of intrinsic or extrinsic. Um, why do you think people are motivated differently? So I sort of talked about this a little earlier. It has to do with the environment they they grew up in, like the other teammates, maybe, since sim, uh, if most teammates are intrinsically motivated, then that might that might inspire or motivate others to be intrinsically motivated. And so it's kind of like a chain effect. Um, how does this impact teams? This can play out into teams being more cohesive with each other, or it can be, um, it can be where teams um, might create more toxic relationships in some situations with each other, where they have to, they make it a set priority for them to win, just so they can get a prize or some money. So it just doesn't make it, it doesn't make the game as fun or as enjoyable as it should be sometimes. Then, even though in professional sports. Sometimes extrinsic factors can get out of, can get much bigger, and it might lead some players into thinking that they just have to do this because of the prizes, the merchandise, all that. But it's always good to step back and find out what the intrinsic motivator motivators are for doing this sport. So yeah, that should be question number two. So starting with prompt number three here, um, knowing that there exists a variety of strategies to go about setting goals, discuss why it is valuable to explore what methods work best for you in relation to both individual and team success. Um, so for me, uh, one of the main strategies or goal strategies that work for me is obviously setting short-term, medium-term, mid-range, or long-term goals. And they sort of work well with each other since you can have like one long-term goal, but then you can have smaller goals to try to accomplish those mid-term or long-term goals. And I'll use, um, so for this one, since we're talking about individual and team success in relation to like sports, I can use soccer and how, let's say, one, a, a goal for our team is to have five victories by the end, five wins by the end of the season. And so we can have smaller goals or individual goals. So that let's say a right wing or a forward they have to be working one of the right wings has to be working uh, on their dribbling skills or has to be doing some free kicks and shooting so we can make um we can make one of those short-term goals or like much more uh narrower more more narrow goals that focuses just on that right wing to pertain to let's say they have to take 10 shots every day so that's a small goal and each player can obviously has to uh, improve on their own skills and how they can incorporate their own skills into the uh, teamwork or the into the actual match that the whole team is playing. But it's these small goals that add up to make the successes, the team success. And so then as you're practicing your free kicks and as another player is doing their dribbling, combined, you're going to have that team success, which will try to achieve that long-term goal of getting five wins this season. So that's an example. All right, so we're on prompt number four. Um, 
what specific people's skills are most important for teams? So I think um, we've discussed a lot of these in class. Um, but one of the top, I, I'll talk about like the top three probably. And top three would have to be communication, um, teamwork and initiative, and obviously, of course, leadership. Communication includes like listening, like every team leader, every captain, every the coach, every other player needs to be uh, actively communicating to have not only a successful, to not only be a successful individual athlete, but to also have a successful team that knows how to communicate with each other and how to do problem solving through communication. So communication is a very key, key role in, um, especially soccer too, because you're going to be making plays. You're going to need to uh, ask, let's say you need to ask for a forward to, or a right back to be cutting in to help on defense. So you have to be obviously communicating those, not just in game, but also out of game so you can develop strategies. Sometimes it, it it's interesting how I watch some matches for soccer and like with different um, club teams, there's obviously these players with all different, all these different nationalities and they speak all these different languages. So it's interesting to see how they communicate, maybe using hand gestures, maybe using like simple phrases or words. Like just pass here since not like, let's say an Argentinian player may not understand what a player from Belgium is trying to tell them. But with soccer, obviously there's this like, there's the universal language of English that men use, but still it's interesting to try to decode what kind of communication skills professional soccer teams use. Um, so the second one is obviously teamwork and initiative. There has to be that initiative. Hey guys, so today we're going to go to practice at 5 a.m. because we need to get we need to get uh, we need to get focused and ready for the game that's going to be going on today. It takes obviously that initiative. This also ties into the leadership, since a leader tries to take initiative within their team of acknowledging their successes, acknowledging their uh, what they need to be working on, so they can get started. They're not just like um, they're not just practice practicing without any clear intention. So yeah, obviously those teamwork and initiative are very important, vital. And the last one, obviously there's so many more essential skills, but the last one I chose for this is leadership. And leadership is just important all around because you have to have those, everyone has their own source of leadership they portray onto the team. And so it's important to let those uh, to have, because since a leader has a clear vision for the team, it's important to have um, a leadership role and it doesn't have to be just one. Many players can have the leadership role within a team. So they have to have that vision. They have to have that. This also ties into communication. So they're able to listen. They're able to speak clearly. And they're able to be honest with each other. And tell everyone what they need to be working on. Acknowledging their successes. And so acknowledging um, what they need to be practicing on and so forth. So yeah, those are three things. Um, for prompt number four about what specific people's skills are most important. Prompt number five. How can preparation like self-talk and mental imagery impact performance in either positive or negative ways? Um, 
so self-talk and mental imagery is i think very 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 important since it, it depicts sort of the self-confidence an individual athlete and alongside that like a team has within each other if they're able to positively self-talk themselves into knowing they can succeed and knowing that this one they they will be able to overcome this obstacle of winning this game and having the mental imagery of where they can visualize themselves winning and not be doubt doubtful and not um not worrying about whether it might come out otherwise i think it can have a very positive impact um as we we've seen in class and as uh with like different nba nfl athletes and how they use um how they use self-talk to before games to sort of set them up set themselves up for success it's it's crucial so i mean if professional athletes are using it it's obviously very important for regular athletes to use them as well and obviously if you're having negative self-talk before a game worrying being doubtful and maybe criticizing others and um not obviously obviously not having those like people skills that are important for teams then that could uh, come out to impact not only the individual athlete but also the team negatively since for many sports like soccer it's a it's a team game so if, if uh, a goal is scored against the team the whole team loses it's not just one player so but it's important to have those uh, those moments of reflection before a game and self-talk and mental imagery and getting to like a sort of positive headspace not only for yourself but also for your teammates so you can be a uh, a better uh, more positive influence on others and it, it will obviously have lead to more success in team and allow the team to become um, much better in the sport. All right, so we're talking about uh, number six here. How can uh, prop number six, how can one best deal with pressure before a big game or performance and identifying key anxiety management strategies. So we've sort of gone over these, especially in class. Um, there's obviously the breathing techniques. Um, what I tend to do is I like to walk, do some nature walks and just anything that has to do like connecting to nature before like a big event or a game, it allows me to like, for me personally, especially when I'm playing soccer, when there's like a big game ahead, allows me to reset going on a on a nice nice walk just noticing nature noticing its beauties and just uh trying to de-stress for it a little bit um so obviously there's like walking there's uh meditation there's yoga yoga i've been doing pretty regularly now it helps it also helps with balancing stretching and so forth um or just like any other mindful activity so uh, it obviously pertains to individual athletes but yeah there's many there's many of them but the best the best i would pick are probably would have to be like meditation walking and yoga is what i tend to stick to when i'm in uh when i'm dealing with pressure before a big game or performance event
All right, so for um, number prompt number seven, when the pressure is on in the moment, what strategies would you use to concentrate and manage emotions? So this is sort of tying into prompt number six where it, it says to identify key anxiety management strategies. Um, for this one, I would have to say what tends to help me concentrate and manage my emotions is sort of just writing down, just jotting quick notes or just writing what's on my mind. My, and then just, you know, like uh, letting my uh, thoughts flow on a piece of paper. I tend to like to draw or maybe make some pixel art. Just any like uh, activity that sort of de-stresses you and allows you to be in the moment. There's also like deep breathing techniques and obviously meditation, doing like a quick five minute meditation before your performance. That's also key. Um, and knowing when to just like, when to hit the pause button and saying, enough is enough and going out on a little walk just letting go of all that pressure and stress before a big event so i can connect this not only with like uh being an athlete but especially in, like in school and stuff uh during the past few months it's obviously been very stressful with a lot of homework now they're starting to do testing and stuff so what i've been trying to do is uh i've been utilizing certain days where I might just take off to sort of just catch up on school and just um, working on homework I need to be catching up on. So, but connecting that to a sport, I mean, managing emotions, the best thing I can think of, which I like to do is sort of just draw, just draw what comes to mind, just draw anything that may be lingering around and just, you know, uh, letting go of those emotions and letting go of that um, uh, worrying energy that might be sticking around. But yeah, that should include uh, conclude the mental game skills for success project.